This is Gillian Flynn, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Schaubel. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Schaubel. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is best-selling author, screenwriter, and producer Gillian Flynn. Gillian is best known for her best-selling thriller and mystery novels including Gone Girl, Dark Places, and Sharp Objects. More recently, she launched Gillian Flynn Books, an imprint of Zonda with its first book, Scorched Grace by Margot Dwight. We talk about her writing career and new imprint during this episode. Gillian, welcome to 5 Questions. Hey, thank you for having me. How is reading and writing an escape for you as a kid? It was a huge and incredibly important escape for me because I was so shy. I mean, painfully, I felt it in my bones painfully shy. I just, I couldn't speak hardly around unless anyone I, it was people I already knew. So for me, books were always an escape and writing became a part of that love. It came out of that love, you know, first of books. I always say to to people who want to be writers, like, you know, first you have to read. And I always had a book in my hand. My mom was a reading teacher. She taught literacy for a living. So she was always putting books in my hand, no matter what. I would escape into them and, you know, and therefore start writing. And the very first thing I ever wrote came from my love of Little House on the Prairie books. Thank you. It was also based on the fact that we had one room hunting cabin in Southern Missouri that we spent a lot of time in. And so you had to go to an outhouse. So it was called, the short story was called To the Outhouse, very grandly. (laughs) And it was about a little pioneer girl who gets a call nature in the middle of the night, goes to the outhouse, surrounded by wolves suddenly, and has to decide, you know, how she's going to get back to her family and churn some more butter in the morning or what, you know, whatever. And she was very plucky and can do. And at the end, she bursts out of the outhouse and then is immediately devoured alive by all the wolves. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Tough ending there. I was already writing dark. I was always, I was like, I already had kind of creepy endings even back in third grade. What are some of the unique challenges of writing a movie script compared to a book? I was lecturing a friend, which is normally what I do when I'm trying to lecture myself is sort of like, you got to understand, remember this, which is always that just because you're writing doesn't mean that they're not two very different types of writing. For me, I'm able to get in and out of a screenplay more quickly because you're kind of writing in set moments. And part of that is the strange discipline of being able to say, I'm literally trying to do a lot. How much can I fit into one page of writing in a screenplay? And books, you can really, you know, obviously you can get in the character's head. In the film, you have to figure out how to portray that. Certainly when I was adapting Gone Girl, those were two incredibly different, I realized, disciplines because Gone Girl is so internal, right? It's about the character's thoughts and attitudes and how they feel about each other and what they're thinking about doing to each other. And it was, how do I get that on the screen without someone just saying like, this is what I'm going to do to you. And so to me, it's fun because the screenplays get very visual, you know, you're sort of like, what am I going to be looking at? You know, that's why books are so much longer, because you can have that luxury of describing a room to the nth and describing the smell that's there, describing every little piece about it. But it's also why it's more innervating at the end of the day, because you've lived all these kind of different lives very intimately. Now a word from our sponsor, having trouble hiring, retaining and developing your workforce? iSolved is here to help. 
I saw PeopleCloud as a comprehensive human capital management solution that helps you employ, enable, and empower your workforce throughout the entire employment lifecycle. From attracting and recruiting, to onboarding and compliance, from payroll and benefits to time and labor management, and from talent management to predictive people analytics. Transform your employee experience for a better today and a better tomorrow with iSolved. For more information, go to isolvedhcm.com. And how did your experience writing these novels make you want to start your own book imprint? Partly it's because the industry has changed so much. And I don't know that I'd have a career if I were trying to break in right now. It's just harder and harder. Places want you to already have a platform, but how do you have a platform if you don't have the product? So it becomes this way of keeping you out almost instead of getting you in. Isn't that what we're all supposed to be about is getting voices in, not shutting them out? You know, it's that way across any sort of content right now that it really is sort of, well, what do you you already have? Do you have 100,000 followers Mm -hmm. on Twitter, on Insta. And I can tell you, number one, that does not translate into people are going to go buy your book. Just because people want to read 10 words from you a day doesn't mean they're (laughs) going to grab a book from you. It's just not true. But that sort of idea of like, you have to already prove yourself until we start looking at your stuff. I I find it's very damaging and I I don't like it. It's almost like sports. Yes. I, I mean, it is, it's really, it really is, you know, well, what's your brand? What's your, well, why should I have to have a brand to be a good writer? I, I understand why it's happening, but it does worry me. And I, I'm one of those people like the more voices, the merrier again, because growing up, I learned so much about how humans work through books. Even publishers that will give massive book advances to people with famous last names or just people in general who are famous, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean they're going to get a good ROI. If they give you multi-million dollar advance, your book yeah. could still flop if it's not a good book. It kind of leads into my next question about making a book successful now compared to when you first started out. What do you think kind of led to your success and what would you have had to change different now versus when you first started? I think what led to my success is just, like I said, being willing to write a book that didn't entirely fit what was expected. I mean, if you look at Gone Girl, no one actually thought that would be a hit. I mean, truly, we hoped it would do better than the last one. And it's a whodunit where you find out whodunit right in the middle. It's told by two not likable narrators and it doesn't end you know with a totally precise little button all wrapped up so i think that is one thing i would also advise to people is like write what is feeling correct you know don't write after what you think is going to sell or what you think is people are going to want i think that's really dangerous i think i can credit any success for is just wanting to have my own voice and why else write? I mean, it always boils back down to that. Like, why are you writing? I will totally admit right now I'm in a mild existential crisis (laughs) (laughs) trying to finish this next book, which has this big weight on it, at least for me, because it's like, oh, it's the first book since Gone Girl. Like, It's got to do this. Oh my God, the stress. Yeah, it can't be too much like Gone Girl. It can't be not enough like Gone Girl. What am I doing? And say like, woe is me, but I just, (laughs) these moments of panic, slash dread, to be honest. And then it comes back down to, well, why do you write? Are you really, am I really writing to try to be better than Gone Girl was? Well, what does that even mean? Like, it's painful. It sucks to be a writer a a lot of the time. It's lonely and it's frustrating. And, you know, so you have to go down to like, why am I suffering? Why am I making myself suffer like this? And, you know, the answer becomes very simple at that point. You just have to remember it. It's like, because ultimately it's 
what you love doing. Absolutely. And what's your best piece of career advice? My best piece of career advice would really be to stick to that principle, to to remember why you're writing, why you're creating something, what it is that is giving you that fire in the belly. Because if you don't really have that and you're just trying to chase these illusions of what you think you're supposed to be doing, I mean, even if you're successful, you're still probably going to be feeling a little bit hollow. And I think your work is going to be one of the things that's not ultimately remembered that much, you know, just because something is consumed doesn't mean that people will think about it 10 years from now, or even think about it 10 weeks from now. You know, I always <laughs> say I would much rather people hate my books. And I have I've had people come up to me and like, God, girls, I hate it. And I'm always, that's weird. you know, Oh, oh my God. You, know, you, you, see, you assume they just stay on Amazon and give you a bad review. Gotta I mean, be awkward uh, to see them in person though. Oh, I've seen them in person. No, they will we will wait in line at a book site and be like, I'm just here because my book club decided to come. I hated this book. And I, I love that. I say, well, you know, why? Tell me why. Oh, <laughs> you know, let's dig into this. And I would much rather have that reaction than someone go, I liked it. And never think about it again. Because if you hate something with that much passion, you've talked about it and you've thought about it and it's become part of some sort of fabric of at least a week of your life. You know, that's that's what I want. I would much rather have that sensation than just the kind of glide through. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Gillian. To follow her journey, you can read her book, Gone Girl, and find her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where she shares her moments of appreciation and appearances. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell, and please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. <laughs>